0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Today, I am very excited because my guest is Emmanuel Rose. He was born and raised on the West Coast of the U.S. He spent over three decades earning a reputation in cutting-edge marketing. A renowned expert in the field, he specializes in branding, advertising, and day-to-day operations at his digital agency, Strategic E-Marketing. His passion lies in helping companies achieve success from the bottom to the top. His unique approach to marketing strategies has resulted in countless clients reaching their goals, which is really important. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Kendra. I'm really excited to have a conversation with you.
0: So let's go ahead and just talk a little bit about, since you've got so much experience in marketing, let's talk about some trends. What are a few trends that businesses should be aware of?
1: I think the biggest trend that that has been going on for a while but still strong is the social CEO and the the leader of an organization, whether it's solopreneur or a small business or an agency, that person needs to be the primary influencer, right? And we're seeing that the big names, the Kendall Jenner's and Richard Branson and Elon Musk, right? Those are the the big icons of it. But there's it's relevant for all of us as business owners. To, to hook into that, tell stories about the the company, tell stories about products, tell stories about family and hobbies and social interests. And that gives the these new generations, specifically Gen Z and the millennials, some, a new thing to hook on and feel good about.
0: So tell me a little bit more about the social CEO. How does someone go about becoming the next Elon Musk?
1: Well, I recommend if, if you haven't started yet, right? If if or you've been reluctant to do it, is to to put it second thing on the calendar on Monday mornings is the one minute recap and of either employee of the week, employee of the month, project of the month, iPhone video, and start video first and then work out from video. And so the simple content calendar. If people connect with me, I can send them the the simple content calendar. Or you could Google up a social CEO content calendar, and it will give you the topics to talk about. But it's very simply: what fundraisers did you go to that week? Is there a new product release? Did something? Did you do something that was unusual, playing a golf tournament, something, or or product announcements or rehab announcements on old products? But that you just take and build out 90 seconds of video, first thing on Monday, email that sucker in whatever form it comes out into your marketing department or into the next part of your marketing and then get that churn started. That's You just got to get started with it if you're not doing it yet.
0: I love that idea. I've started couponing, which is a little bit funny, but anyway, <laughs> so I spend a lot of time on TikTok now watching these couponers. Right. It's very interesting, though, the ones that I see their face... For it doesn't have to be every video, but for some, like in some part of the video, maybe introducing what they're going to be talking about. I have them. I feel like I have a better connection with them. Yeah. So being on screen, I know a lot of us don't like it, but it's really key to people creating that connection. Don't you think?
1: I agree 100%. And if you think of yourself, as just like what you're just saying, right? Like you feel connected to those people. I feel connected to Anthony Honorino, one of the business sales authors that I, I follow. And I've never met the man, but I feel like he's one of my friends. So it, we have that same ability on the other side of the camera to create that connection with people. And especially if it's an authentic way, literally like you're talking to your best friend, just the same way you would write a radio ad or a TV script, which is one person talking to another person. And if you keep it in that frame of reference, then it's very authentic and it's very real. And and then you can let the rest of the process of, in terms of polishing it and editing whatever's goofy about it, that can get taken care of later. But that initial conversation is really important.
0: And so what do you tell people that struggle with, I'll call it the goofiness? My hair's yeah. not behaving right this second, and people don't you really care.
1: No, what really the, the end user of products and services today want authentic, we want real. The polished corporate experience is for a very small sliver of the population. The rest of us want to know that we're talking to another human being and feel that. So if the dog barks in the middle of the UPS man or whatever those things are that happen as long as it doesn't get in the way of the message, then leave it in there and, and just be a person. Some of those the TikTok influencers are like shooting it in their car while they're driving. Is there any less polished <laughs> production than that? So yeah,
0: No, they're all in their car. I'm like, seriously, yeah. I hope you're parked and not driving. But yeah, <laughs> some of them are driving and it's like, you should be doing that.
1: So that's so, one, end, one end of the polish. The other end is the going in the studio and having actors and all that. We, we just want to be in the middle, in in your office, in your home office, talking to your iPhone. And that's 100% viable.
0: And if someone doesn't know where to get started, I usually tell people to start with questions. Answer a question huh? for somebody. Rephrase the question, whatever it happens to be, a question that you've been asked or a question that you would like to be asked, something along those lines. I love it. How do you encourage people to get started with picking mm-hmm. what content that that they should be talking about. You mentioned well, I love your that. guide, right?
1: Yeah, I love that idea just of the questions. A lot of times I'll just direct people to FAQs on their website, right? Like just answer that FAQ again in a more recent time of, you know, something that somebody asks you or the most common question you get about your product or service. And there's usually 50 topics inside that one question. But just answer one and just get it going. And that's always the hardest. like going to the gym, right? It's the hardest thing is just to go once and get moving.
0: (laughs) Getting started is like 90% of the the battle, right?
1: Indeed. Yeah.
0: So... Things are changing rapidly as we go here. So especially in the world of marketing, because we are inundated with so much content, I think, and so many ways to build and create content, what are you seeing on the horizon?
1: Wow, it's it, it continues to get so stratified. And I think that's one of the challenges that is to uh, pick the directionality of it there was that there's still that weird push right now with tiktok of of banning it like montana just banned tiktok consumption in the state so there's still that i don't know that's played out yet when you read the terms of service i personally think that they need to make some adjustments there because it's a pretty crazy terms of service in terms of how many devices they can follow um once you sign up for tiktok that's a whole nother topic <laughs> so the social media is going to continue to be critical. I think I've been reading about these kind of what they're calling D-influencers and people who are, are starting to influence around more couponing and simple lifestyle and less glossy and dressed down. So I think that's an interesting approach, maybe a, kind of like a, a Gen Z laggard that they're really trying to produce for now as a response to the big – Affluence push that we live through. I think email is going to get more complicated. Email marketing. I think that's going to be, it's so oversaturated to begin with. And then the rise of the chats and the bards and all that is going to make it much more accessible to, to bad marketing, which will blot out the good marketing. (laughs) So I think that's interesting. And I think content in general, getting your content to your end user is more challenging and i think we're going to see some progress back to some old style dimensional content where i build a, a chocolate cake and ship it to a prospect so that they have an experience and i know it's going to get to them because fedex will deliver it right mm-hmm. so i think the dimensional and, and and direct uh mail is is an as an area of growth just because digital is saturated
0: So email marketing and direct mail are my two favorite channels when it comes to marketing. (laughs) They are the most effective. They're the most effective and efficient. And people laugh at me about direct mail, but it is still, if I'm doing a fundraiser for a nonprofit or if I'm having an event for a fundraising event or if I want donations to a nonprofit, if I mail it out in a physical envelope, I get money back. Yeah. Some of it's online. Some of it's back in the envelope with a stamp and everything. But I get a response. I don't get that necessarily for all of my clients on social media. It's gone down. The The interactions online have just been decreasing because, again, I think there's just so much out there.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think some of that is age-banded, right? The, the people who are donating money tend to be in, in the Z's Older and the booms, right? Or the old, the old folks are... I still have stamps on my desk. I still do stuff by mail where the millennials and the Z's are not oriented that way. So it'll be interesting to see if we can make that transition with them also, how direct and dimensional will penetrate those two age groups.
0: I think one of the things that you said that I thought was really interesting is an experience. And I think... When you're sending something dimensional that is, that has an experience that they can experience, that's going to create that connection for them. And I think that there's just a lot of opportunity there. And I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes, because that's very interesting. And then you talked about the bards and the chat GPTs and all of that stuff. So one of my thoughts on that has been... That the people that are creating unique content, that are building stuff that goes beyond what BARD and ChatGPT have been trained to do, Mm -hmm. those are the ones that are going to make a difference and and break through. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's in terms of a tool. I love it as a content creator. I use Chat just about every day for some part of agency work and for my own personal work. So I love it as a marketing tool. Like every technology, it it can be used for good or bad, right? The the first thing is to never put any personal information into that. So You mean that's... the person
0: that, that I saw on TikTok that's like, I loaded all my financial information into Chat GPT and asked it to be my CFO and it's like, <laughs> are you me? You did what? Yeah.
1: So that's a that's a, a self-fail unmasking all of your information. So that's the first thing I always caution my clients with when they're interested in playing around with it. Because I think they should play around with it because it's so complicated now. They're not going to ever be able to use it on their own, right? That's where I've fallen because you got to take that content, push it through Grammarly, push it through CopyScape, push it through the anti ChatGPT uh, software. So you've got like a five-step process to make it clean enough to use. So I love it from that perspective. I think the the downside of it is just that there's just the avalanche of content that's come out of it and the, the botanization of it is it. Uh, is it time suck for all of us in terms of receiving that garbage? So,
0: yeah, no. And I agree with you on that. I think that there's a lot of, I always tell people, I'm like the different, the magic in it is you. Yeah. So it can do a draft. There was one day that there's been two days. One day I was in a folksy <laughs> mood. I was like, Hey yeah. folks. And I'm like, seriously like, I wrote that eight times in a couple of different pieces. And I'm like, Okay. Dear ChatGPT, please rewrite this. Yeah. (laughs) And don't use the word books. And then another day, I think I was, I think I used the word amazing like 17 times in one social post. And I was like, I got nothing else. (laughs) And so there's places, yeah, I use it probably 10, 12 times a day. And it really helps me get to some of that first draft Mm. or get some of that, the rough edges smoothed over so that I can get it to the next level which I think is really important to it. And I think that's one thing that people overlook. Speaking of these things and content creation, what are your thoughts on blogging? Is is it still working?
1: (sighs) Blogs are still one of our activity as marketers, in my opinion. How we get there is another conversation. But yeah, I think that's why I like to go video first we take the video transcript, we build the blog out of it, we take the blog, we build the social media content out of it, and then we build email marketing around that. And even then dimensional mail, I have a lot of campaigns where I'll print out blog posts that I've written and put it together with a book I've written and then send that to a prospect and say, here, enjoy this. It gets, I hope you get something out of this. So the, the blog is, I call them, you're you're writing these treatises, right? You're you're writing your position papers and taking a stance and sharing philosophy and ethics and interpretations of the world. And those foundational documents that we put on there, hopefully once a week, are driving the thought leadership. And I know that's overused, but it, it is what it becomes, that you're leading your customers or clients in the direction that you see the world going. So... I'm committed to
0: the the blog. Yeah. So one of the things that I find is that consistent content creation builds trust with your audience. Mm -hmm. I know that thought leadership is like people say it's overused. I'm sorry. It's what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. You become a leader in the space and people start listening to you and thinking about you. So my question for you is. What is your What are your thoughts on the consistency on building trust? Is what should people be creating to to do that?
1: Yeah, the consistency thing. I I think it goes a little bit into what verticals or what target markets you're chasing. If it's a retail or organization or orientation, then I think you really need to be weekly, and that way you've got two or three emails that you can write each week and stay in touch with. On the B two B side, I think that can be every. It could be a little less frequent, but that it still is on a consistent drip and that you've got that kind of news cycle feel to it so that, like you said, people get get used to seeing it and they, they feel a consistency of it. And then Jay Abrams says it's a constant parade of needs and you just, you need to be hitting those people when they need what you're serving and it, your consistency will bring them in through those consistent activities.
0: Yeah, and it's about providing value. And I think that's one of the things that you're sharing too is that you're creating content, but you're providing value. You're being yeah. authentic, showcasing information and needs, and you're fulfilling their needs, right? Whether it's a, whether you like to call, talk about pain points or not. I had somebody on the podcast not too long ago that said, so I don't believe in pain points. And I was <laughs> like, I don't have pain. I'm not spending any money. But <laughs> right. again, I think it just comes down to, really helping people and adding value. And that's where your social CEO seems to come from, too, is is adding value partially by showing giving peeks behind the curtain, so to say. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think something that happens like after you've been running a business for, let's say, five years, you, you're you really grounded in what the business is and then you forget what it's like for somebody on day one when they are like, hey, I just bought my first new car What kind of insurance do I get? Or how do I save money shipping something to my mother? We can break down really simple beginning things that we're worried about trends in, in two years, but people who are just coming into that buying cycle or just being born into the world need to be led with information. Right. And sometimes it's a challenge to, to get its, a, a CEO committed to making the simple statements about the very beginning. But there's people who always need to start from the beginning.
0: <laughs> there are. Right. And it's I don't care how many times you've heard it. Your audience hasn't heard it that many times. Right. I tell people when you're sick of hearing it, you haven't said it enough. Like you still haven't <laughs> said it enough. Don't worry about it. Um. All right. So this is awesome because I first off, I love talking to people who like direct mail because we are (laughs) few and far between. Yeah. Except for the ones that I've my clients that I've proven it to. It makes a difference. Even just a handwritten thank you note. I love how you were talking about sending your book. Yeah. With a blog post. That's fantastic. I actually I've not written a book, but I do have a pile of books over there on underneath my desk of ones that I send to people that I just like to share the gift of knowledge and information and people love getting them because yeah. it adds so much value.
1: And it's something real and tangible and right. Like we're keep going back to that experience idea. Like we can all only live in our heads so much. We want to actually touch things and do things and taste things. Right.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So before I let you go, I do want to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests. And yeah. that is the show is called imperfect marketing for a reason. Cause as you and I both know, marketing is anything but perfect. Yeah. What has been your biggest marketing lesson learned?
1: Wow. Well, I think the biggest thing is that I'm not smarter than the marketplace, right? That's one of my maxims. And, and if, when I think that I have something figured out, then I still test it <laughs> and test it as multiple and cheap, cheaply as possible so that I'm not pot committed on a big campaign with imperfect marketing. Cause it's very expensive and very depressing, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. I think marketing is part art, part science. It's only part science. So yeah. testing is key because you just don't know how things are going to fall into the marketplace.
1: Yeah, we're People's always making moods, our best guesses
0: <laughs> yeah, and mood shift. Tone yep. shifts. Yeah. I always talk about, I got a letter from in 20, March, April of 2020. I got a letter from my landlord and it's the letter I get every year that says, Hey, per your office lease, this is what you owe for your operation costs. yeah, Whatever it is. And it's, it's crazy, but it's so true that they were like tone deaf in terms of, it was the exact same form letter. That oh I had yeah. In all of the three, four years before that. <laughs> they didn't even tweak it to say, "I hope this finds you doing well. Or right. Are you safe and healthy?" Or, I mean, that April was a month and or a couple of weeks into COVID, we were supposed to be done with the shutdown back then. It's <laughs> it just, you just don't know. And I think testing and listening and being reactive to those experiments is going to is can make or break you. To, to be honest,
1: yeah. And the, the way the tools are now, everything. Is very affordable to test. You could do a $50 test on AdWords now. In the old days, we had much bigger budgets for the, those tests. But now you can test messaging and get feedback instantly, really, on the same day.
0: Yeah. It's crazy how quickly we can get feedback as to whether or not it's resonating. Yeah. I love that. I love testing. I love asking people questions and finding out what their thoughts are to make sure you're talking to the right people. I all of that is is hugely important. So, Emmanuel, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book and the link that we're going to have to it in the show notes?
1: Yeah, thanks. The the title of the book is Authenticity and it's about marketing to generation Z. And and these are the first true digital natives and they're wired totally different than we are. They're kids that are 26 to about 11 to 26 right now. And it's a breakdown just the, the the mandate for digital first and the social ceo and then how to approach it so that you can start implementing rational processes so that you can reach that market because they're the biggest market in the United States and you're going to have to figure it out if you want your business to to stay around in the coming years
0: Yeah, I I think it's so important. I think it's about evolving and adjusting and communicating to people how they want to be communicated to. So that's fantastic. If you want to learn more about Emmanuel or his book, check out the show notes because we have a link to his website for sure. And I'm I'm just always so impressed with all the people that write their own books and share the information and have the patience to do that. And the ones that aren't necessarily on TikTok saying they use chat GPT to write it for them. And I think that those insights are super important that we take the time to to learn new things and, and adjust as we go. So thank you so much for being on the show with me. I really appreciate it. And for those of you listening or watching on YouTube, I do appreciate you tuning in. Also, if you learned anything today, and I hope you did, it would help me out if you would rate and subscribe wherever you're at. And I look forward to seeing you on another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Thanks so much and have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Be sure to subscribe and visit KendraCorman.com slash Imperfect Marketing to view the show notes of all my podcast episodes. See you next week. Same time, same place.